welcome back to episode Trunt of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast of about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here we've got the stuff, and you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. I think that's harder to say when it's later in the day or actually really early in the morning. So I was once again busy throughout the entire day. This week has been pretty stressful just in life in general so I'm a night owl and that's why these episodes have been coming in late but wow I'm a little shaky on those intros I'm a little shaky I didn't get to a normal uh, workout today It was so nice outside that I decided to take a two-hour walk instead. It was one of those days where the temperature is just so nice. And the wind is perfect. Like, the wind isn't making you so cold. It's just... I don't know, it was just perfect. I mean, maybe it just felt that way because, you know, just getting out of winter, but once I got outside, normally I walk for about an hour, but I got outside and I got all the way to where I usually turn around and it just felt so good. The breeze, whether it was pushing you quicker or pushing you or pulling you backwards, like it just felt really good. So I just constantly just walked around and uh so i'm gonna try to do a longer workout probably through the weekend to try to just finish out passion pit the last two albums either tomorrow or sunday but if you did not get a chance to go outside yesterday i'm saying yesterday because it's 125 right now It was so nice, and I really hope that the weekend is like that, because if it is, I'm going to enjoy going outside. I'm going to try to not look at the screens that much, because, like I said, this week was just stress and stress and stress, but sometimes it's a little bit of good stress. I'm not saying it as a totally bad thing. You need stress in your life every once in a while. It's what makes you you. If you could get past it and you could get through it, you get empowered. If it takes over you, you just got to figure yourself out. You know, maybe you got to, maybe you got to go at it at a different direction. Maybe you got to just fight through it. Maybe in, ah. I don't know, but I'm glad it's the weekend. I'm glad it's the weekend, and manager has given me three new topics today. So, I'm gonna keep, uh, if I'm gonna try to keep a tally, this is day two of manager giving topics. And the first topic is Steve Irwin, obviously the crocodile hunter who tragically died. When did he die? Because it seems like it was... It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but I... It had to have been. Let me see, let me see, let me see. 
Oh, in 2006? I don't remember it being that long ago. Jeez. That just tells you how fast life goes by. 15 years ago, and he was only 44 years old. I read up a few articles on him just to get a, you know, a slight description on him. You know, if you don't know him, he's the guy that goes, oh, crikey. Obviously, I'm butchering how he says it because I'm not Australian, but I think he is a person that so many people miss because he had such a big personality. And when you see somebody that's, I guess he was in more of the spotlight because it was more of a, of a show. You know, he did a show. It's, it's a lot easier to see someone's passions come through when they're in the spotlight like that. But you could tell it wasn't an act for this guy. This guy lived the part and so did his family. And, and I mean, they still do, but I wasn't a normal or regular watcher of his, but when I did see him or when I did hear his voice, I always wanted to see what was coming on. And I don't know, it just, it's pretty painful when you see someone that has such talent and such passion into something and they don't get a full life. It's really sad, especially the way that he unfortunately passed away. So I read up about it and I guess the, the, um, oh shoot, where was it? Where was it? Come on, come on. I was just doing this. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, they... I guess he was on, like, a shoot. And he... They found, like, a gigantic... Eight-foot-wide stingray. And normally... They're not dangerous. And, unfortunately, when you're dealing with... I guess... Not domesticated animals... Anything can happen. And I guess the cameraman or whoever was around says that maybe the stingray thought his shadow was a shark or something to that nature. And that's why it started to attack him. And the cameraman says that the the stingray's barb was attacking all over. And that there was blood all around. And it's it's truly unfortunate. And I mean it must have come as such a shock. And I think the only positive thing about this is that. When you have such a big passion like that. And that's the way that your life is ended. I guess there's some sense of maybe 
poetic justice, if that's the word, for... for that situation. I mean, he, like I said, he lived that as his life. I mean, animals were his life. I love the line that, uh, in the article, he said that, um, he said, this is a quote, I believe that the time has come where if we don't get animals into people's hearts, they're going to go extinct. And then he said that we're running out of time right now. And I think he did a great job uh, closing that gap between wildlife and humans. And I think that there's, I think that there's, uh, I think that that gap shrunk, but ever since his death, it kind of grew again because we don't have that big presence or his big personality anymore. I will say, however, his family that still does that kind of work. I mean, they're amazing. Uh, his kids and his wife, I mean, they seem, they seem so genuine. And I just love that. I love it. Um, and again, you can't, you can't really turn away a little bit either when you hear their voices I mean it's it's like when you hear like an English person and you kind of get entranced by the uh, by that accent I mean they know what they're talking about they love what they do and it's just intoxicating uh, and he's gonna be missed I mean he he was missed and he still will be missed I just can't believe that it's been that long ago. It's 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 insane. But let's move on to the next topic. Which is I gotta keep going back and forth. Global warming. So this is gonna be kinda quick. Obviously I think that there is global warming, but I don't think it's as dangerous as the extremists say it is. I don't think it's worth denying humanity certain rights or certain products or things like that because the earth and nature are going to do what they're going to do. I mean, we, I say it, I say it all the time, like we can't even, most people can't even pick up their own house. So how in the world are they going to do anything about so-called global warming? I mean, if you can't pick up your own house, if you can't throw your own trash in a trash bin, then what the hell are you talking about global warming for? Like, I don't want to hear about that. Like, get your own life in order and then move on to maybe a slightly bigger topic and then keep moving and keep going up the ladder. But people just 
automatically jump to the highest thing and they complain about it. And the people that complain about it usually have no idea what the true facts are. Yes, there's global warming, but I don't think that there's really much that we could do about it. I truly don't. I think that, well, what I just said, that the earth and nature are going to do what they're going to do. The one thing I do think that we could do, instead of just forcing, trying to fix it, I think as time goes by, that's the whole reason for innovation and new ideas. You know, as time goes by, we're going to come up with other solutions and you know, new people are going to have new ideas. And if it's meant to be fixed, somebody will fix it. But I don't think it's anything for anybody to be lying in bed wide awake, staring at the ceiling, stressing, oh my god, global warming. I think that's ridiculous. Okay, next topic. Which is work from home or the office. I think this kind of relates to, say, I'm not sure if this relates to everybody, but say you're laid off and then you're at your apartment, like you don't really have somewhere to go and you're just at your apartment and for like the first week, maybe maybe even the first month, it feels really good. And then after that, you're almost clawing at the walls, trying to have something to do or have somewhere to go. And I think that's exactly what this situation is. I think both have their advantages, like working from home, like you don't have the commute. You could technically wear your pajamas or wear nothing <laughs> in work. Um, but you're missing out on human interaction and you're missing out on getting a routine down. Um, like I would personally like real meetings instead of Zoom meetings. But that's just my preference. Uh, I think it's just like anything else. You know, once, I mean, how long have we been doing this work from home thing now? Almost a year, maybe a year. It's going to be one of those things, just like anything, to where once you have it so much, you want the entire opposite. It's always the... The grass is always green around the other side, right? So, like, you work from home for so long, you're going to be dying to go back into the office. You go to the office for so long, you're going to be like, God damn it, I hate going into the office. Why do I have to wake up two hours early just to get to the office? And then after work, I got to go another two hours, and that's my entire day. Why can't I just stay home? Uh... 
So I don't think people are ever going to be satisfied. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think... I gotta think if I'm ever satisfied. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's very hard to... Like, if anybody says that they're fully satisfied, I don't know if they're fully telling the truth. Because things could always be a little bit better. Things... I mean, life is so odd because every little decision you make almost is like a crossroad. It's like you pick yes or you pick no. It splits. And you never know what the other life will be from the decision that you make. So your mind is always going to be wondering about that. And I guess I'll leave off on a another quote, I guess. Where's my quote from yesterday? Where is my quote from yesterday? I got to scroll up into the depths of my chat. Where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Because I had another quote today. At another quote today. Um, so my quote yesterday was, Don't chisel my name in concrete. I really want to put that on my signature for emails. That will be my long-lasting quote. The one that will die with me. But I also had another quote today. That process is a magic trick. Process is a magic trick. The way things are done... They always appear to be easy because you're only seeing the surface. But if you look underneath, you're going to find a whole lot of shit in there. A whole lot of cogs, a lot of wheels, a lot of materials. A, a lot of everything, a lot of junk that's all going in all different directions. And someone's organizing that stuff. And that is one hell of a job. So just remember, process is a magic trick. And this has been episode 20 of Lay VOTP.